how to fix burnout. Identify the issue, you discuss it, and then you solve it. And a lot of times, whatever issue goes on the board is generally not actually the issue. It's mm -hmm. more of a symptom, and you have to kind of really talk it through and figure out what the actual problem is. Make sure that all of your positions are clearly defined. That way you come up with an idea, you come up with a thought, and you say, oh, you know what, that needs to go to the sales team. They need to be mm -hmm. handling this. I don't need to do this. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast, and today I have Jackie Ware, the burnout coach, on the podcast. Yes, hi. We're going to talk about how to fix burnout, and we're also going to talk about EOS, or Intraction, mm -hmm. an Entrepreneur Operating, operating system. system, Yes, and which may help with your burnout, coincidentally. So the first question I have for you is, can you give me a little bit of about your background and like how did you come to this realization that you could help people with burnout? So some of you guys may know, we, um, I'm a co-owner in Paradise Claims and in 2020 we deployed to uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana for Hurricane Laura and our company experienced such rapid growth that it nearly destroyed us personally and professionally. Um, so we were out there for several months. We took all the kids. We were living in a FEMA trailer that had survived the hurricane. Um, and we didn't know what to do, so we just worked more. We worked longer hours. We worked harder. So we were doing seven-hour days. I mean, I'm sorry, 12-hour days, seven days a week for months. Um, in December, we went home to take a break, and a friend of ours had introduced us to a business coach. And he talked to us about EOS and uh, personality assessments. So that was when we first learned that there's actually a better way to do this. Um, you know, entrepreneurs just want to start a business and run forward. And there's actually some, there's methods in the madness that make it easier. I like to hear that. Um, I guess, how do you know if you're burned out? Because I think I might be right now. And I'm just curious. Like, I, I do think that there's... Um, there's got to be a way to diagnose this, right? So I feel like you um, feel like you've been trying everything and nothing's working. You're frustrated with your business. It seems like you can't keep people. You can't keep the right people. Um, you know, you're not excited about what you're doing. You know, those. I think those things are kind of can be symptoms of burnout. Okay, so. I think I might be burned out. You can, I can start, let's say I can start to see it in people leaving or like I'm not able to keep the right people. I will say for me right now, I'm not experiencing that particular symptom. Right. But I know that my energy is down and I'm feeling like, yeah, I guess the question is what's the difference between just like being tired from a hard fought day or week? You know, because maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I've just been like going to too many events. <laughs> I Maybe. Been, been a lot of events. It takes a toll. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, you're you're looking for um, you're looking for those things like you want you're when you're talking about your people, uh, you want to be able to delegate to your people. You mm -hmm. want to have the right people in the right seats. Yeah. And those are common issues and I think a lot of owners don't even have any idea how to get yeah. the right people. I and yeah, I was I also think about um, owners that they kind of scare off their people because they get like, if, like let's say a few people leave and then you start getting like this like, oh, I gotta do it all myself. I think that that's very common for roofing company owners where yeah. it just hurts because no one can do it right and then you kind of 
make people mad because you're you're like micromanaging them and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, because when you start, most of the, most of the roofing company owners, when they start their business, they're they are wearing all the hats. Mm -hmm. They're sitting in all the seats and doing all of the positions, and so. Um, you know, I think they, they do have a handle on every single area mm -hmm. of their business and it's hard for them to let go and watch other people do it, maybe not even in the way that they want it done or the way that they would do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that can be really frustrating for them. But that's one big thing about growing is you're going to have to let go of those things. You're going to have to let other people step in and, and do positions that you can't or don't want to be doing anymore. That brings us to our first quick fix for burnout. It sounds like you're describing delegation. Yes. A quick, I mean, if you had to... If you're burned out this week and you had to fix it quick, like um, go to your list of things to do and see what could be done by other people. Because right. sometimes we have people hanging out wishing we they had more stuff to do and you're holding on to those tasks. Well, and as the as the owner or the entrepreneur, you're always thinking of those things that need to be done. Like a million things a minute come to your brain. You're making lists like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. But you should be looking for the people in your company that can do those things or should be doing those things. So that's, that's one thing that you definitely want to do is make sure that all of your positions are clearly defined. That way you come up with an idea, you come up with a thought, and you say, oh, you know what, that needs to go to the sales team. They need to be mm -hmm. handling this. I don't need to do this. And the next one we have on this list is saying no. It could also be deleting, right? Like if yeah. you had it, I'm, I think about, I have my notes app. Yeah. And I just come up with stuff. And then some of it maybe just should never get done. <laughs> like I think like for me, if I could add to this list a little bit, it might just be like, have a weak lag between coming up with ideas and doing those ideas. Yes. Because I come up with so much stuff, but if I came up with it for next week, I could take the weekend and say, half of this stuff actually doesn't need to get done, or it's not as good of an idea as I thought it was in that moment. So we use the, we use the personality assessments. I mm -hmm. like the strengths finder. It's yeah. one of the assessments I use. And so ideation is a strength listed yeah. on the strength finder. So some people are very high in ideation. They come up with ideas all the time. So I tell those owners to keep an idea journal. You write it down and mm. you sit on it, and then you need to have someone that you trust to filter those because mm. not all ideas are good ideas, and you guys that do the ideas, you all think every idea is a great idea, and this is what we need to do, and that's what we need to do, and this direction we need to go. And so yes, you should sit on it. You should have someone that filters through it. Mm. Um, a friend good. of mine called it vision casting when yeah. they're starting to spit all those ideas out. And so, yeah, having somebody that can filter it and say, you know what, let's put that on the shelf and save that for another time. Yeah. Let's think that one through, or this one's crap, you can't do that. Oh man, that's, that's a really good idea. I love that because, yeah, I can, but the thing is I can sell people on my ideas too, right? Like, so that's, that's the deal is like, I, sometimes I tell my team, I'm like, okay, just look, just really look at it and, is it a good idea or not? Because I will, I will convince you. Like I literally have to tell them ahead of time. I will convince you. Right. Don't let me convince you. <laughs> right. Like, cause, yeah, if you're a visionary type of person or whatever, like, that is, it's you're usually pretty good at selling your ideas as yes. well. Like yeah. It's, it's yeah. Fun so to come you up would with them. you would yeah. need someone that's gonna say no to you. Yeah. That that you trust and you respect their opinion enough that you're gonna listen and that they're close enough to you that they're gonna say, no, you don't need to do that right now. Currently that's my wife, but I, I, <laughs> I'm excited about like a, a day when I have like an integrator too, because it is, 
it's tough to hear no at, at home and at work. Right. You know, like it's, I got yeah. to hear yes at some point. It's kind of the yeah. unfair job for the wife yeah. to always have to be the one that says no. So, yeah. yes, having an integrator would help a lot. What do they call it? Like there's a terminology for that in the EOS. It's like, what is it, like 21 ideas or something like that? There's, they talk about visionaries, and they're essentially saying the idea is that part of your job is to just come up with tons of ideas yes. and, like, 10% of them will be good. Yeah. It's okay that you came up with 20 ideas and that, um, that not, only not two all, of them yeah. are really bangers. Yeah, exactly. Know? Well, and your integrator should help you filter those out. Yeah. Um, and and if, you're, if you're utilizing, like, the personality assessments, mm -hmm. you can fit someone that, that complements your type of personality. And so um, the integrator, the integrator usually is going to say no before they say yes. So you would the ideas that are good, you're likely going to have to convince them why you should do it because yeah. they're going to be very skeptical and tell you no from the get go. I love that. That's really good. And something we've in, um, implemented is even I have to, um, I have to present my ideas to mm -hmm. the executive team. Mm -hmm. So I have to come, I have to make a five slide deck. <laughs> and I have to say, this is why this is a good financial decision for us. And I find that that kind of filters a little bit naturally too. Well, that's a lot of work yeah. for you to have to do to present an idea. So it better <laughs> be a good slides. one, right? I mean, five, five slides for a visionary is that's, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of like I could think of a lot of my ideas that I would <laughs> never even bring to that because yeah. I'm not going to put that much effort into yeah. it. Yeah. And that's a good, you know, that's a good filtration device too. All right, you were talking about the right people. So that's yeah. another way to fix burnout. Um, the particularly personality assessments. You're talking about the cult, uh, the culture index earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about what that is. And you talked about strengths finder too, but culture index is one I haven't heard as much. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how you use that practically to like how a business owner can use that practically to kind of fix some things in their team? Yeah. So the culture index is a great assessment. It's super simple. Um, it's, it's very minimal, but it's got a lot of good useful information in it. And it's measuring basically um, five different uh, components. So we're looking at autonomy, whether that person wants to lead a team or whether they like to be a member of a team. Um, it looks for social want and needs. So are you introvert or extrovert? Um, your pace and your patience. Are you a fast paced per person or are you more of a slow paced person? Um, we measure your account, uh, attention to detail and conformity. And so, you know, if you have an admin assistant, you want them to have a high attention to detail, but your sales reps probably don't tend to. Um, and then we're also me measuring your uh, logic. So do you make emotional decisions or do you make logical decisions? You know, do you go with your gut or do you want to have information? Top rep. We're doing top rep. Then. It's a great training. So you got to have that defined sales process. Check Tokyo specifically. I don't understand how people make it with a defined sales process as an established company. But just starting out, you definitely need to have that because they need to know, like, and trust you through the whole process mm -hmm. to, in order to give you money. And having that um, is super helpful when you're organizing your team. So with EOS, when I go in, what I like to do is do a survey of the existing team and make sure that everybody is currently in their right seat according to their strengths. And sometimes you may want to change some people up. I've had instances of companies that I've worked with where they've had the wrong person in the wrong seat and they make a couple of changes and everything flows much better. Um, and then when you're using it as a hiring tool, I like to cast as big of a net as I can for my job ad 
and bring every single possible interested person to apply. And then I filter them through the culture index. So I don't- You said this, this is a pretty quick test yeah. for them? Like how long does it take for them Less to take? Less than 10 minutes, yeah. It's, All right, that's nice because some of these are really like Yeah, some are really duty. long. Yeah. Even like- um, It's like I'm not gonna apply to that job if I gotta strength, take an hour. Yeah. yeah, strength finders even like, they tell you to allow 45 minutes, yeah. that's a long time. Especially if you're that. just like kind of interested right. in the job. Yeah, so this is like 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. really most people do it in a lot less. Um, you're just picking words that you think describe you yeah. and it spits out this whole report. So when I run an ad, I don't look at resumes, I don't look at anything, they first have to take the culture index mm -hmm. and I narrow it down to the exact chart that I'm looking for. So mm -hmm. they divide it up into 19 different charts, I know exactly <laughs> which one I wanna hire and then I narrow it down to those. So yeah. I only interview those charts. So out of 100 candidates, maybe seven or 10 actually are the only ones that fit that job description. So it's different for different jobs, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're like going high create, like a designer or something yeah. like that, like it's okay if they're on the like passionate, like kind of not super ordered side or like how do you, how do you make a decision? Like I guess that reading those charts is a whole like, Well, practice, game. practice yeah. reading them. But there's actually a tool inside Culture Index that's called a C job. Okay. And so you as the, as the owner or whoever's doing your hiring, you actually take a survey of what this person's gonna need to do, what you're wanting them to do, and okay. how you're wanting their work style to look. Mm -hmm. And then when you get through that survey, it gives you one to three charts, this is who you want. Mm. And so it's actually really simple. I mean, I know now what you're looking for, for like a sales team. I know the differences between the sales charts. So these are like your sales guys that are gonna be your hunters. They're out there like killing what they eat. And then you have these other sales charts they make good farmers. Like they're gonna take their time and cultivate relationships, but their referrals are like top notch. Everybody loves them and wants to use them, but they're not die hard, like run out there and sell things. You know, it's, mm. it's just a whole different style. Are there some charts that just shouldn't have any job? I wonder, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for those guys, you know, that they're, they're not every, supposed to actually be in any job. Every, I met some of those guys, you know. Every one of the charts actually are useful in some organization. And in your organization, regardless of what it is, you want a variety of those charts because some people are going to be super high attention to detail. Mm -hmm. They like rules. They like processes. Then there's us over here and we're like, rules, what the heck are those? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need them. We'll do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. You know, you want all of it. It depends yeah. on what your role is. All right, let's look at the next one here. We got we talked about culture index, right? And EOS talks about right people, right seats, yes. right? Which means you may need to move someone around. Mm -hmm. You may need to let someone go. Yeah. I I always find myself asking about asking this question, which is like, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you let go of people that you know aren't the right fit? Like, <sighs> it's a very difficult thing, and I think like that has been a weakness for me in my business. So one of my favorite things about EOS is in your weekly meeting, everyone has a scorecard. And so you're hitting certain measurables, okay? So let's use the sales team because that'll resonate with everybody. So you want your sales reps hitting five um, appointments a week, okay? And you're sitting in your meeting and every week, all of everyone's measurables are put up on the screen in front of the whole entire team. And you've got John who is consistently not making his KPIs. He's not doing the five leads a week. And you're asking him, like at that point you know either there's an issue, he doesn't have what he needs, he doesn't have the resources or the tools that he needs to, to meet those KPIs, or he's not the right person. 
And generally when he's not the right person, he's already seeing it because you've got the whole power of the, um, of the rest of the room, you know? And so, so that's, that's like accountability. So, the accountability will show them. Yeah. And so situation. then generally John's going to come to you and be like, man, I love it here, but I'm just not the right fit. I don't think I'm a good salesperson mm -hmm. in this organization. So I'm going to, you know, look for something else. And then you don't even have to fire them. They mm -hmm. just take care of it for you. I think that's good. There's sometimes there's like toxic person. I guess you got to get rid of the toxic. Yeah. They'll yeah. kill your culture. Those yeah. just have to go. It's just hard, but it has to go. All right. We're talking about, we're talking about reorganizing systems as well. And I'm sure that's where you come in if you're doing mm -hmm. some EOS coaching and burnout coaching for um, organization leaders. Um, the first thing we have on this one is the issues list. How does an issues list potentially help people from getting too burned out? So there's like 132 issues, common issues in every business. They're mm -hmm. the same issues. They're all the same type of things. And so the issues list, what you're going to learn to do is everything that comes up that's a problem goes on that list. And mm -hmm. then every week in your meeting, you're solving those problems. You're, yeah. you're dealing with it. And then at the end of the day, someone leaves with an actionable to do. Yeah. And that person is accountable for making sure that that's solved. So that issue doesn't come back up again. And you need to have a good enough relationship. And as the owner, you need to be able to allow people to put issues on the list, mm -hmm. regardless of what they are. Everybody needs to feel safe enough to put all the issues out there. And then you're solving those, you're working through them, you're giving them a solution, and then they don't come back. Yeah, and so if somebody comes into your office and they say, hey, uh, got this problem, there's a place where that lives. And it's not just on the entrepreneur. You, you might feel like that's supposed to live on your shoulders all the time. Yeah. It doesn't have to, and it can go on that list. That's well, the beautiful thing. And you know it's going to get addressed because yes. in a level 10 meeting in EOS, then there is a what is it, an hour section or 45 minutes? 45 minutes. minutes that 45 you're minutes where issues. you're sitting there and solving ish issues. What is it? Um, the, it's like something solved, yeah. track. Um, it's IDS. Oh, yeah, IDS. So you identify the issue, you discuss it, and then you solve it. And a lot of times, whatever issue goes on the board is generally not actually the issue. It's mm -hmm. more of a symptom, and you have to kind of really talk it through and figure out what the actual problem is. Yeah. So. And if you don't have that, like, how like why should somebody have that why well we, because yeah. as the entrepreneur as the owner then every problem comes to you and every problem is your problem whereas if it's being populated on a board you don't actually even deal with that problem until your meeting unless it's like a major fire that you need to put out but like you're not even dealing with it until that meeting and you have the whole leadership team helping you discuss it and solve it it's not your problem that mm -hmm. you have to carry alone and the more stuff you can make not fires right the, the, the hard part is there is real fires sometimes in a business but most stuff is not fires. most stuff is not a fire not fires and yeah. the more you can get into the system solving stuff yes and the less on fires i think that that is a way that you're going to be less likely to be burned out well and initially when you're working through eos every issue whether you think it's a fire or not it goes on the issues list and then as you practice working through them and actually get into the root of those issues you're gonna learn that most of the things you think are a fire really aren't, and they can wait to be solved and dealt with. Why do most roofing companies not use EOS, you think? I think they don't know about it. Oh. I think they don't know. It's. I'm so glad it exists. Me too. It's like a, it's like a, it is an operating system. It's like a, I remember thinking about this when I was just starting, it's like small business, they don't even, there's no, 
requirements. They just let anyone start a small business out here. <laughs> and there have been sometimes like, I don't know if they should just let anyone, there should be yeah. a rule. Like, right. there should be something that like, there's a real system. And this is as close as it comes to a real system to run a small business. And it's just kind of funny that a lot of small businesses have nothing they're out here just well, doing it without so anything. It's scary. That's scary. Interesting, and especially yeah. see in the roofing industry. Every roofer who's built their business that's had good success and they've got good revenue, they think it's so valuable mm -hmm. until they're ready to sell it. And then they learn that the value is actually in them because they don't have people, they don't have processes, they don't have recorded data. There's not an actual business. And so suddenly they realize, oh, my business isn't that valuable, and now private equity isn't interested in me and doesn't want to buy my company, and what do I do? Well, you have to build years of business and data and processes. This is a subscription to knowledge, the most in-depth knowledge that you can find in our industry. We're spending the money to make sure that our production value is so high that you'll actually absorb the information and feel like you're getting something premium at the Building Experts Institute. So that's the great thing to me about EOS is it's going to make your business have enterprise value. So I think with private equity coming into our space, I think it's a it's a necessary tool to have if you ever want to actually be considered to be purchased. And a lot of these systems are the same ones that you're going to find in those companies that are acquiring. Yes. Like, they might not even call it EOS per se, but there's a lot of the same types of systems yes. and a lot of the there are private equity firms that only buy businesses that are currently operating on EOS because mm -hmm. they can just merge it into what they've already got on their, on, in their portfolio and everything runs the same. And if you use 90.io, you 90. can run every, you can toggle between every single company that you're a part of. That's sweet. And so they, it's, it's easy and seamless and they don't want the visionary. No, yeah. the private equity generally doesn't want the visionary. They <laughs> want you to take your money and get out and go yeah. do something different. They want your people and your processes. Because if you look at your company and if you took you out and you had to pay somebody to do that job, right. how, what would you have to pay? And if there's not an ability to put somebody in there, and then that's there's, that's the enterprise value being gone, right? And right. it's the same like, sorry, I'm restating what you just said, but then you also think about if you could, if you could take you out, like I think about me, if I could take me out and put a, a CEO in there for whatever, a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then I could take a marketer, because I'm also our marketer, and then that person would make whatever 60 70k or something like that and then there's still money on top of that that mm -hmm. it's cre the business is creating that's the enterprise value it's like in in addition to what you would have to pay to replace yourself that's where enterprise value is right so the goal for eos is to take the owner slash visionary and work you out of the day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in the day-to-day -day. you need to have all those other people in those seats and then, then when you're when you get to that point where you're truly sitting in the visionary seat, then you're ready to sell. Mm -hmm. And and or ready to just reap the rewards. Exactly. Of all Do your something hard work. different. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Yeah. Travel. Whatever it Have is. Have a that second you business. Do. Yeah. Right. Most of these no. Most of these people doing second businesses shouldn't. I'm just gonna. I could stay on that soapbox for a while. Like. There is some people that have built their business in such a way that it's running on its own and they really should have multiple businesses. Yeah. Kudos to you. You guys are incredible, powerful. And there's other people that are just kind of like dabbling escapism. in all these They're trying to get out of their business because it's annoying and then they're over here like making a, like a, whatever, a weed 
company or something like that, and they're just like, dude, your first business is already bad. Like, that takes you back to the ideas, though. See, somebody yeah. needs to be filtering their ideas because yeah. they don't even be there saying, no, 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 let's not do that. And they start all these 10 different businesses that aren't even related, mm -hmm. and they don't know what their purpose in anything even is. Yeah. So EOS is good, too, because you want to take the the niche in your business and you want to define it, and then you stay super laser-focused on that, and you don't go outside of that. If, you, mm -hmm. if you're looking for something like, oh, that could work well, then start a different business that does that. You know, you're not trying to have all these different things going on because it, it makes it messy. It makes it harder to run and stay on top of. It goes back to one of our earlier ones, which was saying no. Yeah. To avoid burnout, say no. Yes. Man, there are so many entrepreneurs right now coming up with a new business model, coming up with two new services for next year, yeah. that if you could just stop yourself, you will avoid burnout. Yeah. So we're talking about fixing burnout, what about avoiding it by like upfront? Well, recognizing these things in yourself. Yeah. Like if you tend to say yes and you tend to have a lot of ideas and you tend to jump into things quick, like if you, if you become self-aware and recognize those things, then you can say no before you get yourself into that position. All right, the next one we've got is meeting pulse and agenda. We were touching a little bit on it with the issues list. You bring yes. that issues list to your we, in EOS level 10, but uh -huh. your weekly meeting yep. if you have if you don't use EOS. How does a meeting pulse and an agenda at your meetings help with burnout? So most most business owners um, that are running meetings, their meetings have no structure, they have no agenda, they usually don't even accomplish anything. Everybody hates the meetings. Your weekly sales meeting, you know, get everybody fired up and then you go out and nobody even does anything or knows what they're supposed to be doing hardly. So the, the level 10 meeting gives you a strict agenda that you follow and you're actually working through your issues. That's what you're trying to accomplish in your meeting is solving your problems and, and pulling up new issues that, have, that are arising throughout the week or even throughout that meeting. And so that's the real purpose of the meeting is, is to deal with the issues that you've got. I love it. And the last one we've got is an accountability chart Yeah. and accountability in general. How yeah. does accountability play into this idea of burnout? Is there a specific way that we could use accountability to avoid or stop a burnout? So it kind of ties in with delegation too, because someone has to own everything that's going on, like from the very bottom basic jobs of your company all the way to the high level things that you're doing. Someone has to be accountable for those. So if you're not actually assigning that accountability, then it's all on you as the owner. Like mm -hmm. you're the one that ultimately has to take accountability for it. It's your business. Mm -hmm. And so you're gonna empty the trash at the end of the night because your janitor service didn't do it because they didn't know that that was on their list of things to do. Or you're gonna do the high level, you know, things that you should be doing as the CEO or as the owner. Mm. So knowing the accountability chart, having it clearly defined and everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing, um, then when it doesn't get done, you're not asking, hey, okay, this is like with our, my kids, I have 10 kids. Mm -hmm. So I ask, hey, who left this on the counter? Not me as the only person that ever left it on the counter, right? No one's gonna admit to it. When you put in not a counter- Asher. <laughs> Asher when, left it on the counter. It was probably Asher. Um, but when you, have an account, when you have accountability, someone's assigned to it. So, mm -hmm. hey, Asher, this is your book. You need to put this up now. You can't leave this here, you know? It helps. It helps with... How do you not... 10 kids. Okay. Let's just talk about that for a second. How do you not get burned out from 10 kids? You so, do get burned out from 10 kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to... Do they do, they do their own chores sometimes? Like, how, how? to what degree are they helping at this point? So, my kids are super, super helpful. I'm yeah. very blessed. My big kids are very, very helpful. 
Um, but they kind of learn to be, and there's so many of us, like you have to be or it just doesn't work. Like everybody has to have their parts that they do. Um, so we've been through every random thing for chores that you can possibly imagine. We've had cute graphs and little templates. Stars. And stars and stickers and rewards. And we've had, we called them wear bucks, you know, and if you did. That's amazing. But, but yeah. listen, listen, Asher would take the wear bucks and line them up on my printer and go print them out and cut them. And then he <laughs> somehow managed to have all of it. So that kind of went out the window because yeah. that didn't work, you know. Yeah. So we've done just finding um, the holes in the system, you know. I, right? He was yeah. exploiting it. Yes. So chore charts, the whole nine yards. Um, usually, we've worked. That's a visionary thing to do, by the way. I know. <laughs> He's like, "How can I make this better?" In my favor, right? And then I think he probably blackmailed his siblings, you know, over <laughs> their wear bucks, and people would steal them from each other, and it was it didn't work. Amazing. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, I I just imagine that being like something if. You have that many kids, then plus a business to run. Like this would become even more important to yeah. fix these things. And I know that um, you're helping people with this now. What? How can somebody come and get started with you if they wanted to work on their own burnout or their um, EOS yeah. and their traction stuff? Um, yeah. So you can reach me on Facebook Messenger or Instagram. Um, I also have a website that takes me that that take you straight to my website page. What is the website? It's um, EOS Worldwide uh, backslash Jackie hyphen Wear. So you can just Google EOS yeah. Worldwide Jackie Wear too. Yeah, and, and it'll get, come up. So yeah. you're, or just you're send me a message on Messenger. That's you're the an official way. implementer. I am officially <sighs> certified. Yes. Implementers are cool. I will I say love that. It. I think. I think, first of all, that takes a lot of work to, to get official. Yeah, it's been a lot of work. And then also money. But then it's also like it's uh, it's so good to have somebody that has a system that they're helping you build on that's like you, there's a lot of literature around it. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of books. But you have somebody that's accountable with you. And I, I don't know. Like I love all the business coaches out there and stuff like that. But to me, and I have an implementer, um, I love having a, like a – a system that so many other businesses are on. Yeah. So like I can relate and like like you said, like if I was to be acquired by a whatever, a marketing agency, then we could integrate if they're yeah. on EOS. And I, d I do think that matters at this point. The great part about using an implementer is you then you get access to, to my, like you would have access to my network. So mm -hmm. I have the top minds in EOS that I have direct access to. We have mm -hmm. tons of resources. We have tons of of helps, you know, we do weekly calls that help keep us, you know, in the know of everything that needs to be going on. We do issues lists every week, so we put our own issues up. And so I can put your issue up on my issues mm. list and have all of these implementers give me their different real world experiences that they've had um, and how we can solve your problems. So it's really nice to have. Um, but you can implement EOS on your own if you wanted to try. I did try for quite a while, and I do think it's worth it to yeah. try, but it's such a different level yeah. when you get an implementer. When you can afford an implementer, it's expensive, right? It is expensive. But it's very nice to have an implementer. And I, I will say, I don't, I don't, my implementer says, oh, you only need this for two years, but I don't want to go back. Yeah. I like having an implementer. I so that's why, like, you can keep them and they can either just do your quarterlies or they can only do your annuals and you just meet with them once a year um, if it's, you wanted. It's a little different to have that implementer there and asking these questions versus yes. me as the business owner to people in my company. Like it, it is nice to have the outside the accountability. The third party, yeah. 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 It it's helps. different. It's different it when, I, when they say something versus I say something. 
I'm not a bad leader, but it's really nice to have kind of a secondary party. Just right. kind of then you can sit back and relax yeah. and just be a part of the of the day that you're doing. You know, you don't have to have the pressure of leading it for everybody. So that's nice. But um, get at Jackie Ware, EOS Worldwide, and um, the Burnout Coach. Mm -hmm. Check it out. The podcast is put on by HookAgency.com. Hook Agency all over social. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Like, comment, subscribe, all the stuff. Thank you, everyone. <music>